think about how delicately you hold your baby, you dress your baby, and you feed your baby. We do that because they're adorable, of course, but also because their skin is delicate. Know this. There is only one diaper brand that we recommend to give you the gentle protective care your little one needs. And that's Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Their Swaddler's diaper absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin dry, healthy, and beautiful. And when you use Swaddler's in tandem with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, you'll keep your baby's skin healthy. The wipes are made from 100% plant-based cloth, and you won't have to worry about tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. That's right. So download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. If you want to learn something new, would you rather learn it on your own, from a random teacher, or from folks who are the best of the best in that skill? I think I know which option most of you would choose. That's made possible by Masterclass. In recent months, they've added classes from the likes of Ava DuVernay, who gives us tips on how to reframe our thinking in all walks of life. One of our personal favorites recently was the one-on-one time we got with Amy Poehler in her class on preparing to be unprepared. So good. With Ava DuVernay. With over 180 world-class instructors and a 30-day money-back guarantee for new members, there's no reason not to get started today. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash hard things. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash hard things. Masterclass.com slash hard things. And I continue to believe that How are you? Better now. My work here is done. <laughs> and that was We Can Do Hard Things with Martha Beck. I would be so relieved if that was all it was. Okay, Why? so it's been so fun, everyone. We're all fixed up. I just re-listened to the Amanda Relaxes podcast or... Amanda Talks About Relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Thank you for coming here today. I, after we did that episode, uh-huh. that it was episode 238 and we got off and Glennon was like, we can no longer have this discussion without the Martha Beck <laughs> to guide us. We are wandering in the wilderness <laughs> without her and she needs to come and we need some adult supervision oh, to tell us sweeties. what's going on. So. Oh. I was just Thank you. I love you all so much. You were trying you. so hard, all of you, to stop trying so hard. <laughs> Dr. Martha Beck is a best-selling author, life coach, and speaker, offering powerful, practical, and entertaining teachings that help people improve every aspect of their lives. She is known for her unique combination of science, humor, and spirituality. For over two decades, she has been, in the words of NPR and USA Today, the best-known life coach in America. Her published works include several self-help books and memoirs, including New York Times and international bestsellers, Finding Your Own North Star, and Expecting Adam. Martha's most recent book, The Way of Integrity, Finding the Path to Your True Self, was an instant New York Times bestseller. Okay, for the listener to get you up to speed, if you haven't listened to 238, listen to that episode, but it was about a relaxation intervention that Abby and Glennon were trying to have with me that didn't go the way that they (laughs) thought it would go. And, but it's more about, it's more than about relaxing. It's about this like quandary that I'm having about what, how am I blocking myself from being human Mm. and feeling the breadth of the human experience? Mm. And why is it my approach to life that's fucking me up? Or is it my obligations that like can't let me access those things? Or is it some mix of the two? And it becomes a dynamic among us because 
Glennon gets stressed when I'm stressed. And then it sure. we do this work together. So she's then like how I don't want this work to be hurting you. Mm. And so should we stop doing this work? And then I get more stressed because then I think it's all gonna. Sure. You know, so I thought it was very interesting Martha Beck, that when we sent you the episode and said, can you help us, SOS, your notes back were actually about our dynamic with the three of us, mostly. A little bit. Can you share that to start this? You'll notice that Glennon hasn't said any words, probably because I just read (laughs) all of your notes out loud. To her before. Oh, sorry, we came on. I didn't mean to make anybody feel feel shy. But yeah, basically, if you listen to two thirty eight, it's three people talking about overworking, essentially, and mm-hmm. and losing touch with humanness, which I want to talk about. Like, I'm not really sure what you mean by that. Um, when I first heard about this, they said they wanted you to feel more joy, joy, mm-hmm. joy, joy. That's more specific to me than than humanness. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. Right. But what I felt was three people talking about the conundrum of being too stressed by life to feel joy. And during that conversation, the whole thing could be described as a stressful effort to get something done. <laughs> so you were falling into the pattern as you were trying to fix the pattern and that's just, you, you end up with nothing to hang on to. You just get pulled into the whirlpool of it. Yeah. Yes. Not to insult you. Here's the problem. You're incredibly smart, all of you, and you're incredibly well-meaning. But the way that's been expressed in your lives is overwork, exhaustion, loss of joy. Mm-hmm. So how are you doing now, Amanda, since that 238 I think that I I have this like dual relationship with it, which is like I start to peek around the corner where I'm like, I could have that. I could have that. And then I get protective of myself because then I think protect yourself from the hope that you could actually have that. Okay, but what what is it you want to have? When you peek around um, the corner, what you see is like, oh, what is it you see? Paint me a picture. What's the thing you can almost have? Some ease, like some times where I shouldn't be doing other things. Time periods where it's not the conscious, like I am choosing to pay for this later because I'm allocating time to this thing I want to do. Cause it just, that's what it it feels like, like moving around little, like, uh, what was that little Atari game where all the pieces fit together? It's like, Jenga. Uh, that's the one with the black all fall down. Tetris. That's probably right. Jenga is more like the shit is all going to Tetrising away. Right, right. Where it feels like, okay, I can like reallocate this block, but then I have to find space for it somewhere else because it's still got to get done. So there's no actual ease. It's just either paying for it now or paying for it later. So you've got ease on one hand and then you've got yeah. uh, something else on the other hand. And you described it as functioning in that episode. Like you're always functioning so you can't be at ease. Is that a fair estimation of what you mean? I think it is. I think it is. And the fear that if I stop functioning, things won't. It's like, okay, so I have this potentially these, all these great things that I could enjoy. Mm -hmm. Like I have this awesome team that I love and I have this family and I have this work that's really meaningful and I get frustrated with myself because I feel like not actually enjoying yeah. that, not actually like fully living into the possibilities of what a blessing all of those things are mm-hmm. because I feel like I need to be maximally functioning in order to keep those things sure. beautiful. So, so that, yes. Work so it's like work a, it's, for every bit of relaxation and joy. 
And then it just feels like, well, I could stop doing that, but then it threatens the very things that I am trying to protect, but then I never can really truly access them because I'm always functioning. Yes. I gotcha. So what do you mean by functioning? What are you functioning at? You're your mother. You do this whole magnificent empire with Glenn and Abby uh, of the whole Doyle world. Um, so you're working, you're raising kids. To what end, Amanda? Why are you doing this? Like, what's your definition of victory? If you live to be 110 healthy years old and you look back and the angel of death comes in and says, okay, it's over. And you look back and you used your life, this wild and precious life, exactly the way, like you succeeded. What would that look like? That my people knew me Mm -hmm. and loved me Mm. and their lives were made better because of me Mm. and that I knew and loved my people and allowed my life to be made better because of them. And that also that I did what I could uniquely do you could, in you, the world. You did what you could uniquely do in the world, which I think is a brilliant you like way of phrasing your mission in life. What is the thing that you can uniquely do in this world that would constitute complete success? Huh. At the risk of sounding self-important. No, go for it. We know you're a big, big soul. Go for it. No modesty. I think that, I think that I am good at locating what feels like unique and idiosyncratic pain and malaise and frustration within like a bigger framework of what has always been happening in the world. And I hope that by being able to name that, it helps people to see that like it's not their failure in the world. It's just the way the world has always worked and that getting a little freer from that. So your unique ability is to name the pain that people feel in the world and help them see that it's not their fault? To give it a little more meaning that is not like their failure, Mm -hmm. but is part of something that is systemic so that, so that they can use what would be self-hatred. Okay to get mad and use the anger to free themselves. Okay. So there is something systemic that is taking people away from their joy and you can name it for them and tell them that it's not their fault. And then they can be free from the pressure of this system that has them. Maybe. Is that fair? Let me put it in another way. Okay, so one thing I noticed so much on the on the 238, the famous episode 238, is how incredibly verbal you are. And you not only think verbally, but you think in like very complex analytical language, much more than most other people do. And it's because you and Glennon are both wordsmiths. Um, Abby jumps right in and joins, you know, runs with the cheetahs um, with the best of you. So it was, that was a festival of words. And I think Glennon brought up the point that you're also an animal. So I, what I saw with you, Amanda, and I'm just jumping in, like ordinarily I would spend hours teasing this out of you, but I'm just going to go for it because here we are recording. (sighs) All of you are caught in a system where you need to produce high value in terms of our culture's definition of achievement. 
So if that's winning the championship, if it's having more episodes of more podcasts, if it's getting more people to a feeling of liberation from the system, that's success. We're going to go and find the places where people are stuck in misery, and we're going to set them free to be truly human. And we're going to do that with, there was a point where Glennon said, well, we could cut down to just one podcast a week. And you were like, (laughs) no, we have to reach more people and free them from the system. (laughs) That's the system. I have to make more podcasts to free people from having to make more things. If you look back and said, I set so many people free from the obligations that had been imposed on them by culture that had nothing to do with their true nature. I set people free from that. Would that feel like success? Yes. That was my guess. So you're going to do it. Are you going to actually set yourself free or are you going to kill yourself telling people that they have to do less? it's a whole do as I say, not as I do scenario. And I'm sorry to be so direct and I can (laughs) feel your little heart. No. How does that feel? Because I worry that I've injured you. No, no, please. No. Okay. I am here for the full contact sport. (laughs) Is it true? Does it work that way? Because I'm I'm wondering, is there the people that like, do the people that live freely actually help other people? I think I can help people <laughs> sometimes. Oh, you live that way. I do okay. exactly what I freaking want. <laughs> I mean, I don't do a podcast every week, let alone two. Because you know what? Even if it would set more people free, I wouldn't be free. If I can't show up free, it is impossible for me at an energetic level to help others be free. But if I show up free, it is impossible for me at an energetic level not to set others free. That rings true. Thanks, Happy. So there are different levels going on here. And Amanda, you're so, 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 so intellectual. And that's beautiful. I wouldn't have it any other way. And when you say, I showed up for the full contact sport, I believe that part of you. I also see a part of you that is like a baby deer. And it runs and it runs and it runs. It was born knowing how to run. And it's running to save everyone. And like there are tigers right behind it. And it's terrified to slow down and it's terrified to be caught. Tell me where I'm wrong. I think you're, I think you're right about that. I'm terrified to, I'm terrified to stop. Yeah. And I'm terrified to let myself fantasize about stopping because Mm. I believe that I won't be actually able to. And then that will be even more crushing than just continuing to run. Wow. Mm. Super honest. Yeah. I love this. The weather's getting warmer, which is wonderful because we can say bye-bye to big bulky sweaters and jackets and hello to shorts and tees. I just ordered three of Quince's muscle tanks. Check out their European linen shirt dress. I got it in the blue and white stripes. Classic. It's beautiful and summery and gorgeous and linen, and it was less than $50. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And Quince cuts out the costs of the middleman and passes the savings to us. But they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. You will love all of it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince. 
com slash hard things for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's com slash hard things to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash hard things. Could we uh, do a, a strange little exercise? And it's partly designed to pull you a little bit out of the left hemisphere of your brain, which is so analytical, but is also driven. And it also tends to do things to excess when all left hemispheres do. So to do this, I often have people hold up their literal physical hands because that activates two sides of your brain. And Abby and Glennon, please jump in, put it on your lap or whatever's comfortable. But what I want, Amanda, is to talk to the see the two sides of you, the part that is driving, driving, driving. I want that one to be in your right hand as a two inch tall miniature. And you give it the form you want. Maybe it's like a soldier that is like saying, go, 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 march, march, a Navy SEAL, right? Like top level. That's in your right hand. And it just stomps around going, move, move. We can't afford to stop moving. See it? I call mine the dictator. What, what, what do you want to call yours? Well, my first husband was a Navy SEAL. I guess I shouldn't call it that name. <laughs> Go right ahead. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Or call it the Army Ranger or whatever. Yeah, call it okay. the Navy SEAL. Ranger, Ranger. Okay. Let's do so those. Now, in your other hand, your left hand, there's that part of you that is terrified. Terrified to stop running. The baby deer part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I call that the wild child. And it's just a little, like maybe eight year old, um, dressed in rags, been raised by wolves, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it, the right side of your brain doesn't use language. So the, the wild child doesn't have any language. It's just an ache. It's just a cry. It's just a yearning. And it, it's just trying to be good. Can you see yours? Mm-hmm. What does it look like? I think like little me, little kid me. Yeah? How old would you guess? Um, like preschool? Okay, so little, like four, three, four. Mm-hmm. Little one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now. I had glasses and a patch over my eyes. <laughs> oh, sweetie. Okay, so there she is. And she's just, is she sitting down? Is she standing up? What's she doing? Um, I think she's standing up. Okay. How does she feel? Nervous. Hmm. So let's just stop and like. Relax a little bit and let her know that I'm not, I don't want to hurt her. But in an Abby, don't want to hurt her. We don't need to make her do anything, not one thing. She just gets to be this little girl. That's it. During this session, I've got her. I won't let anyone hurt her. Does she feel that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. What shall we call her? Panda. Amanda. Amanda Panda. Amanda, Amanda Panda. Panda. Amanda Panda. Panda. That's so cute. <laughs> okay. So Amanda Panda is in your left hand, little, little. And the, the Navy SEAL is in your right hand. Ranger. We'll call her the general. Not the general. General's over here. Okay. The general is like, go, go, go. You can't afford. Get up and move. Come on. You've got functioning to function at. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and the little Amanda Pan is going, what, what? Just get up and move. Can you feel that? Mm-hmm. You said in episode 238 that sometimes there's a part of you that get ma- gets mad at you for being silly and relaxed, but also at other people for being yes. silly and relaxed. So that's the general. Okay. And it's yelling at all the Amanda Pandas in the world mm-hmm. to stop being Amanda Pandas and start being 
part of the military. (laughs) You know, like march when you're told to march. You sleep for five five hours and you're up and at them again. So the whole culture divides all of us. Well, it doesn't divide us. It wants us to be like the general. We live in a society that is based on the factory line, which Mm -hmm. never stops. And it's always dedicated to the production of more. Did you know when they had factories come into villages, people weren't showing up on time. So they put in these horns in the factories that would wake up every single person in the village at five in the morning to make sure they got to work. Mm. And we still live in that culture. Mm -hmm. So there's the general. And you can see how society formed the general. And can you look at them both and see that the general is actually trying to be good? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And can you see that Amanda Panda is also trying to be good? Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you something. Are they tired? I think the general is tired and then the panda is scared. Mm. Is she tired of being scared? How long has she been scared? I don't really know. I haven't really thought about her that much. (laughs) So, so, um, can you ask her? Mm -hmm. Or, would she let me ask her? Okay. Because I'm really all about her side. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, speak, you speak her language. Yes. So, sweetheart, little Amanda Panda, you feel scared, yeah? Mm-hmm. Does, does she ever let you relax? How she doesn't really know what she's supposed to do. No, because she doesn't even understand language. But can she hear that she's being pounded on to get up and do things all the time? Like when I see her, she's just like kind of looking around nervously, like, what am I supposed to be doing? I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, okay. Let me try this. I'm going to do something that I'm going to take this a certain direction. So I want you to put your hands down and look at both of them, the general and Amanda Panda. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can see that they're very different people, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet they're both really deep intrinsic parts of you, the achiever mm-hmm. and the exister, the, the consciousness that has no functioning, it just perceives. Can you feel that both of them are trying very hard, that both of them are inherently good? Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. no criticism and no judgment here whatsoever. Can you feel compassion for both of them? Yes. At the same time? Yes. So look at them both and offer them a loving kindness wish, like, may you be well. May you both be well. May you both be happy. May you both be content. May you both be satisfied. May you both be happy. Let me just sink into that. Can you go there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want me to say it out loud? No. It's enough to say it to them in your in your head, in your heart. But I can feel that you're there. Mm-hmm. So right now you're not Amanda Panda who's confused and nervous, and you're not the general who's driven. You're something else. Who are you? Because you're not... Amanda Panda, and you're not the general. You're something else. What are you? Someone who can choose? Hmm. Sure. You have the agency to choose. But actually, you're not having to choose. You can love both sides. Mm. You can love the paradox. You can contain a paradox. And what I felt when you dropped in was just pure compassion. Mm -hmm. Can you find that place of pure and total compassion? Mm -hmm. And then look at 
Abby and Glennon. And without thinking about them as producers or functioners or people who get things done, look at them through the eyes of that same compassion. Now, if, if imagine people doing a funny, silly thing and your general would jump up and go, stop that. Mm-hmm. Can you feel the general <gasps> tense up like that? When people are being silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So say to the general when it gets activated, may you be well, may you be happy. I love you. You're good. Sit down now, sweetie. Sit down. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it anymore. Can she feel that or he or it? They? Yeah. I think. I wonder what that would be like in those moments because it does feel like it's like coming from within me, right? Mm-hmm. Or I feel like mm-hmm. I, it's like a resentment or something, you know? Mm, okay. And I think because I've gotten so, I've so like, divorced myself from the ability to access that when I see it being accessed around me it's like a visceral kind of if I can't have that you can't have that kind of right. feeling right right um, so like wish the general and Amanda Panda well and tell mm-hmm. them they can go to sleep now when I want to talk to you about this person who feels that resentment Okay. So, babies. you've had Dick Schwartz on the show, right? The no, guy who no, created. No, what? we talked to Becky Kennedy about, about Dick Schwartz's work. Yeah. We have uh-huh. not spoken directly to him, but wow, that I was just thinking about that when you said thank you. I was like, oh, that feels like yeah, my general part is front and center. So we all consist of many people. We all consist of many parts. And it gets really confusing because we're like, I want to relax, but somehow I don't want to relax. And it's because there's a part of you that wants to relax and there's another part that doesn't. Once you say it, it's not exactly rocket science. But you have a very strong sort of, you just said, when you see someone being silly or you think about being silly yourself, it triggers a resentment. So what I want you to do is just relax as much as you can and go to the feeling of that resentment. You were able to access it really well a second ago. Can you find it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. When it's active, what do you feel inside your body? Where is it located in the body? It's like in my core, my center. All right. And it rises. Okay. So what does it look like? It's like flashes out of me. Ooh. Not a, it's not like a conscious thing. It's just like, a, is it like a flame? Is it like a dragon? If it flashes, that gives me the image of fire. What's it like for you? Yeah, I think it's pretty fiery. Okay, so it's, it's like a yeah. dragon that comes out and breathes that fire. Now notice that I'm trying to pull you away from analytical language into visual and sensory details. Yes. If you are going to experience joy, that shift is at the core of it. Mm. So getting out of language and analysis and into sensation and emotion, our culture says it's cheaper and stupider. Like Mm -hmm. pure thought in the abstract is the gold standard. Only all it does is it runs us in little circles. It makes a little factory line of our heads and it throws our lives into it. And there go our lives. Service that has been my cultures. experience. <laughs> oh, you said it. Um, so you, you feel this flashing resentment, this fire. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give it a name to so we can just refer to it? This part of you. It's like the um, bouncer. Because <laughs> mm. I think it's like because I know that that is true of me, but I'm not having it. Yeah. And so since I'm bouncing it out of me all the time, it's I'm bouncing it out of you. Like, okay. because that should be mine, but I'm not letting myself. Okay. 
So there's the bouncer. How do you feel about the bouncer? I, the bouncer is a giant asshole. Everyone hates the bouncer. I hate the bouncer. The bouncer's no fun. Like, so annoying. Now, I don't want to get too complicated with all these parts, but it's very important. So you know what the the bouncer is. And you yes. there's another part of you that hates the bouncer. Yes. Find that part. The part that hates the bouncer. This is good. Thank you. We all have these. Play along. I know. Oh, I'm, I'm doing I'm with it. You. I'm like, oh, there you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who is it that hates the bouncer? Where's it? Where's it in your body? Just feel it. Feel it. It's like deeper in my belly. Okay. It's deeper in my belly than the bouncer is. The bouncer's like higher up in a flash. Okay. And the bouncer hater is like lower (laughs) and slower to come up. Usually like just a 30 seconds after the bouncer. Okay. So what are you going to call it? (laughs) Um... Penelope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is it like a descriptor word or just a name? Anything that comes to you that seems to fit. Um, the. Come on. That's, that's okay. a name. Come on. All right. Oh, come, so come on. on. This Is shit I... again. All right. So now I want to talk to the part of you that's come on. Can I talk to her? Is she aware yes. that I'm here? Okay. Yes. Now what I'm going to ask her to do, and this will sound really odd, but I really, I would ask her to respond, not you. Okay. So come on. I'm talking to you. If you could just give me some space, I would like you to like step out of Amanda and like sit maybe two or three feet away from her. And I promise I will let you right back in after I've finished talking to the rest of her. So could you please sit on the couch and let me have access to the rest of Amanda? <laughs> Come on is delighted to excuse herself. She is very excellent. <laughs> so give her a good stiff drink and, okay, you good. know, so, and, a, and a little leopard outfit, whatever. Yeah, like yeah. let her have some fun. Okay. Now, come on, is over on the couch. And I'm here to talk to the bouncer, whom everybody okay. hates. Now, mm-hmm. I don't hate the bouncer. Could I talk to the bouncer, please? It's that flashing energy. Yes. Um, can I talk to it? Is it willing to talk to me? Yes. Okay. Good so luck. I think you're doing a very, very significant job. I think you have taken on the responsibility of making sure everything happens the way it has to happen. Tell me where I'm wrong again. Here's the, okay. The bouncer, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, these are actually things I want to be happening in my life. Sure, Like I want there to be like ease and joy. So why does the bouncer show up and like get mad at, that okay so whatever just talk to me could it please step aside because i want to talk to the bouncer about that okay so bouncer you see some people being silly and you're like Mm -hmm. why bouncer why are you doing that because it's not fair Mm -hmm. okay why isn't it fair for people to have fun Because I don't get to. You never got to. And and how old were you when you first realized that you never get to have fun? Hmm. Let her answer, not Amanda. I want to talk to the bouncer. How old you were you when you realized you could never get to have fun again? I don't know. I don't know how old I was. Probably younger than I should have been. Um, Remember the age that came up when I asked you to look at your hand? It was preschool. Does that land? How old were you when you looked around and thought, I have to take control of this. I'm the one who gets this. (laughs) 
Mm. Nobody else gets this. I have to do this. And that Mm. means I never get to have fun again. Elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. Little kid. That's why I don't hate the bouncer at all. She's just a little kid. And she's taken on the responsibility probably for her family. For the rest of the world. Because she knows she's smart. And she knows she's strong. Mm -hmm. And she wants the best for everyone. So she's going to put her own happiness into the furnace. And every time she sees somebody having fun, it flashes out for a second, but then she shuts it down again. But she never, ever stops burning. And she's just a little kid. Would you do that to one of your kids? God, I hope I'm not. And I hope not. How old are your kids right now? 11 and 9. Okay, imagine sitting down with your 9-year-old and saying, guess what? You are really smart and you are really strong. So you are going to serve the world for the rest of your life. And the only catch is... You will never get to experience joy, relaxation, fun, or ease again, ever. So kiss it goodbye. It's done. It's over. Would you do that to your nine-year-old? No. Of course not. Okay, so bouncer. I think I know why. Why? Like I... I think when you flash that of like, like I remember when I was really little and if my dad would get really mad and start yelling, then I remember I would try to like deal with it and say something and try to stop it and make things right. And I always felt like that was what I had to do. Oh, God. To, like, make it not happen. So your entire universe depends on creating harmony between people who have so many wounds and scars and have built up such a long relationship. And now here you are, little, little. Nobody can control any other person. And here's this little kid doing her absolute utmost to controlled people who were fully grown adults that had their own histories. And you know what, Amanda, I bet you were really good at it. Mm-hmm. Even when you were two, three years old, I bet you were already doing it. Mm-hmm. And Glennon's written about this little ball of joy, make everybody happy. You both mm-hmm. do it. Abby's done it. It's, I only go, to go train every day till I throw up so that the world can rejoice in my athletic ability or what, you know, like mm-hmm. you've all thrown yourself into the furnace of the culture. Make everything happy for everyone. The only person who doesn't get to be happy in this equation is you, but it's okay because you can touch so many millions. Only you can't set them free if you don't leave the cage. So how do you feel toward this little one who was trying to help her parents be happy, help keep the world on its axis? How do you feel toward her now? I feel sorry Hmm. for her that she didn't. Like think that that was her job to go have life but just to like always be aware of then what needed to be done yeah so can you ask her what she's afraid because she's not in the past she's still here mm-hmm. she's a little kid sort of locked into that glenn said in the last episode this is trauma behavior yeah it is the, the culture that tells us we are just 
meant to function in productive ways, that is traumatizing to a small child who was not born for that. Yeah. We have to traumatize it into ourselves. So if you could ask this little sweetheart, this, because to me, she's coming across as more like three than nine. Um, could we ask her what she thinks would happen if she stopped doing her job? Which is to make everything okay for everyone all the time. It's funny because I'm circling back to like the the original what is my purpose where I'm like it wouldn't be fair. Mm. It wouldn't be fair for you to stop. It wouldn't be fair for like the people of my life. What would have occurred if I didn't try so to you're stand making, up? You're making an equation between feeling the need to be joyless and working all the time. This is what I believe. If you can set yourself free, if you can set this little one free, what happens, actually, it's not that you would gain your full humanity. It's, to me, not you can use whatever language you like. It actually allows you access to something that is bigger than our humanity. It gives you access to this pure, compassionate energy that is flowing into the world then through you. And there's tremendous joy. And sometimes you do things. Often you do things. Things get done and you're like, huh, I wonder how that happened. But it takes this huge risk of departing from the cultural paradigm of continuous physical and, and intellectual work and saying, I believe that I am meant for joy. I believe every human is meant for joy. So let's jump off this cultural paradigm and go to the places where we are in joy and see what happens. Will everything actually grind to a halt? Mm -hmm. If you were experiencing intense joy, would you then be unable to work? Yeah, that's a good no. I don't think no. you've ever really tried that as an experiment, but I would no. like it if you did. So, Abby Glennon, my impression yes. of both of you and the little bit that I've known you is that you often work from joy. Tell me where I'm wrong. That's true. Yeah. Think about how delicately you hold your baby, you dress your baby, and you feed your baby. We do that because they're adorable, of course, but also because their skin is delicate. Know this, there is only one diaper brand that we recommend to give you the gentle protective care your little one needs. And that's Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Their Swaddler's diaper absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin dry, healthy, and beautiful. And when you use Swaddler's in tandem with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, you'll keep your baby's skin healthy. The wipes are made from 100% plant-based cloth, and you won't have to worry about tearing. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. That's right! So download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. When I first met you, your relationship was really new. And talk about jumping off the cultural paradigm, right? Mm -hmm. And you wrote about this in, in Untamed. But it's like you saw each other and your hearts knew. They ignited and you got together and there was so much joy. Am I getting this right? Is the story? It's correct. And that's the story of our family a little bit. Mm. When sister is talking about the time she would jump into the fray with our family, she'll also tell you that if she tries to imagine who was there, that I just wasn't there. Wow. I would be hiding. I would run away or I would be in my room. Wow. And I was older. Hmm. So 
so for me, it feels like maybe it's my sister gets to have it. I don't get to have it. Mm, like, could I be wonder that. if that's what my sister thinks. It could know. be that. But I would actually, one of the interesting things in therapy systems now is that they're stepping away from looking at the incidents that happened in childhood, even if, obviously, if you have a trauma, you have to talk to someone about it. But instead of saying, oh, these were the family dynamics, it just looks at the parts that are functioning now. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you came in to me and you had an arrow stuck in your chest and I said, um, I need to get this arrow out. And I said, okay, but I want to know about exactly how you got shot and who was holding the bow and how far did you draw back? Just get the arrow out, right? Cool. Right, cool. right. The arrow here is that Amanda developed the the theory at a very, very core part at a very, very young age that by continuously functioning, as she puts it, continuously working in very narrow, defined ways, she can make the world a safer place and Mm -hmm. do her life's work. But she sacrificed herself for that. Mm -hmm. So by comparison, I'm glad you ran away, Glennon. And it did not make Amanda feel like she had to take care of things. That just happened. Mm -hmm. It's not your fault. Mm -hmm. It just... She reacted like she reacted to circumstances. I want to go to the one thing I know well about Abby and Glennon, which is the joy of their relationship and how it just they just took a running leap off a cliff so that they could have it. Mm-hmm. Very few people would have made that jump. Mm-hmm. And look how unproductive it's been. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? How very dare you go for joy and do nothing? Like this whole thing is because of your joy. Yeah, that's right. That's so true. You told us that. Yeah. You told us that. I I was one of the voices, but damn, if I were if I were good enough to just fix it like that for everyone, everyone would be free. (laughs) Because I've tried, damn it. I've tried for decades. I did the joyless thing. And now I'm just like, no. (laughs) I will not. So I just want to gently talk to the little parts of Amanda and say, recognize when that part rears up, get that resentful energy. And instead of hating it, you can bring in, come on, you can bring in that part again. But does she now know that the bouncer is just a little girl who's trying to control a a scary situation? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the bouncer also like, knows even more that the things that upset the bouncer are the things that are actually I need. Like that yeah. that's why the bouncer reacts so much. Yeah. That I actually really am very silly. But because I have foreclosed that to myself. A part of you. It's very helpful to see it as part. Yes, a part. Because a otherwise a part. you just keep getting stuck and getting stuck and getting stuck right. in the contradictions. That, that's what happened in episode 238, the infamous. Um, so what you do is go, oh my gosh, a part of me resents the fact that people are having fun. Oh, yeah. a part of me hates the part of me that resents it. Oh, yes. it's okay. It's little Amanda. It's Amanda Panda throwing herself into the furnace and in start, instead of saying, this is so weird, I want this, yet I, I value this, yet I don't do that. You sit down with the, the little group of them and say, okay, peeps. Yes, it's a rough world and we're all caught on the horns of this productivity-obsessed culture. But let's all just take a breath. And the reason I wanted to do the hands exercise is that when you feel compassion for the parts of your personality, what you feel is not another part. It's what Richard Schwartz calls self with a capital S. Mm. And it runs through everyone. Mm. And it is inconceivably powerful and productive. But all it does is love. Mm. And the first thing it has to love is the cast of characters inside your own mind. Mm -hmm. Love Mm -hmm. the bouncer. Love, come on! Love the general. Can you find compassion for the whole group of you? Gosh, aren't you beautiful? Aren't they all beautiful? Mm-hmm. And they're all just like trying so hard. Yes, trying so, so hard. hard. And Abby and Glennon, can you see the parts of yourself that are so beautiful? Like, 
the part that makes Abby work out till she throws up and the part that would rather stay in bed and be goofy and Glennon, mm-hmm. the part that hates food and never wants to eat again and the part that loves food and wants to eat everything in the world. Like <laughs> we are all made up of these different parts and we're every one of those is perfectly human, mm-hmm. but the love holding us is bigger than human. Mm-hmm. It'll be there when you're on your deathbed. It won't have changed a bit. Mm-hmm. It'll still be able to love little Amanda. So the practice, and, and Abby made this beautiful list of things to put into your schedule because your schedule <laughs> was too full of things. <laughs> and that's what the culture does. You you have yeah. too much to do. Well, put it on your put it on your daily prospectus to do less. <laughs> internally contradictory. Yeah. But one thing that is not contradictory and that you can do anytime is to notice the different parts coming up. There's mm-hmm. the part that's exhausted. There's the part that's never that never stops moving. There's the general. There's all of them. Mm-hmm. And say to them, what a beautiful creature you are. Be well, be happy, be satisfied. Come into my arms. I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if somebody listening to this is a heroin addict on the street. I have worked with heroin addicts on the street. And self still loved them from mm-hmm. inside them, from me, from everywhere. They were just casts of fascinating characters doing their damn best. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh. And then see, see if maybe, maybe the bouncer will kind of back off a little sometimes. Mm-hmm. And maybe come on, we'll actually give her a cuddle. And, and then you'll find yourself doing something kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, no, well, no, I'm going to take that. <laughs> I love the part that says no, but we're going to try something new. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. So how are all your bits now? I feel like I'm giving them all a big hug. That's beautiful. Oh, everybody out there listening to this, if you have the impulse to give yourself a big hug, you do it. I mean, mm-hmm. for God's sake, the world hasn't done it for you. Mm-hmm. But it's right there inside us. The infinite capacity to love every aspect of our experience. And when we fall back into that, it's like falling into a cloud. All I want to do is that. I just try to focus on loving my bits. <laughs> loving your bits. <laughs> That actually sounds really naughty and do not. No, I like it. I like it. You can remember it really easily. Like, love your bits. I'm Martha Beck. Have you loved your bits today? (laughs) It's good. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. I know I've been there before and. I feel like I'm always expected to know everything despite having all of these questions. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, good news. Now all that info is in one place on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools with info like student-to-teacher ratios. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. I feel like this is like so fascinating to me because yes, I've learned a little bit about IFS internal family systems and, you know, having children, I can see this really being helpful for kids who are going through 
puberty and hormones and trying to figure out what parts they're developing. Like they're actually in the process of developing the parts, you know? Yeah. So it's like an interesting way of not controlling, but just like help giving them more access to parts of themselves. Because I didn't. When we were growing up, I had no. No, we had this idea you were a self. You were one. Like when you think about the idea, it's about what a self is. That the theory is that we are actually more like communities Mm -hmm. than individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and God, it's helpful. And one of the biggest contributions from Dick's work as well is this identity. He said after working for thousands of hours with everybody's inner community, he found that the self would step forward in every single person, people in prison, everybody. And he'd say, what part is that? And they would say, that's actually not a part. Mm-hmm. That's what I am. Mm-hmm. And, and from then on, the whole goal of that kind of therapy is to identify the self, locate it, and then allow it to love the other parts. And mm. it, it's always the self that heals the community. It's never the therapist. Damn. Wow. We're going to stop here. We're going to come back. I get stressed out every time. This is really healthy. Of me. I get stressed out every time I'm with Martha because all I see is the minutes counting down that we're going to have left with her. But we're going to come back and have Martha respond to a lot of pod squatters with challenges, which makes me so excited. But what also makes me excited is that we can, based on this episode, we know we can actually look into the mirror in the morning Mm -hmm. and say, we can do hard things. Yeah. Oh, because there's all the the parts. All the parts. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's go. Because you're not like, I... Oh, I'm, I'm shitty today. I'm good tomorrow. I'm shitty today. You're you're like no. I'm just a different part was forward today. A yeah. different part was operating the machinery in that moment. And I would actually say, yeah, we can do hard hard things. And then, if you, as you're looking in the mirror, have all the parts step aside a minute and see nothing but the light, nothing but the self, and it will say yeah. to all the parts, you can do hard things, but you don't have to. You don't because I will. And oh, y'all, <sighs> relax, be, be happy. That's what you're here for. That's it. I'll do the rest. Oh Woo! God, we got to rethink our whole title. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't think so. We'll see oh, you next Martha time. Back. Thank you. Thank you, puppies. So much. We love Thank you. you. If you'd like to go back and listen to the episodes that we mentioned in today's conversations, don't forget to listen to the three other times that Martha has been on this pod and rocked our world. And also, if you want to learn about the internal family systems that we talked about in this episode, check out episode 170, The Most Radical Way to Heal with Dr. Becky Kennedy. We'll see you next time, Pod Squad. Are you okay, Sister Bear? Yeah, how are you? Sort of. (laughs) No, I'm great. I'm yeah, great. seriously. I'm just don't get, fake no, it. Tell me what's no. really going on. No, I feel I feel like I want to like go meditate on everything. You know what I mean? I want to fully let it digest, but that was yeah. really powerful and I thank you so well, thank much. Thank you. And when mm. you go just hold Amanda Panda on your lap. I will. Yeah. She's been waiting a while. Very cuddly. She hasn't been waiting a while. She's like, what the fuck took you long enough? (laughs) That's the way she was looking. That's why she was so nervous. She's like, jeez. If this podcast means something to you, it would mean so much to us if you'd be willing to take 30 seconds to do these three things. First, can you please follow or subscribe to We Can Do Hard Things? Following the pod helps you because you'll never miss an episode and it helps us because you'll never miss an episode. To do this, just go to the We Can Do Hard Things show page on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and then just tap the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner or click on follow. This is the most important thing for the pod. While you're there, if you'd be willing to give us a five-star rating and review and share an episode you loved with a friend, we would be so grateful. We appreciate you very much. We Can Do Hard Things is produced in partnership with Cadence 13 Studios. I give you Tish Melton and Brandy Carlisle. I walked through fire, I came out the other side. 